0: Thanks for stopping in at the Down the Road Show podcast brought to you by the Murdoch Worldwide Entertainment on Chronicles of Comic-Con YouTube channel and Down the Road Show YouTube channel and audio podcast wherever it's available. Also, we're sponsored by Everyday Natural Products. Get your mind right with their lion's mane. This is one of my favorite products. They are now giving our Down the Road Show listeners and fans 20% off at enpstore.com by using the promo code down the road. You're very welcome and thank you ENP store for hooking up our listeners and watchers. Excited to bring in an old friend and our next guest. How are you doing, Mr. My- Why does your name say Alice? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that
0: just threw my me wife. off.
1: <laughs> That's my wife.
0: Mr um, Mr. Poppin' Twist, aka right. my friend Derek. How you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, you know, my, my wife, she's uh you know, she she's much more of an office person, but she does all the all this, you know, the Zoom stuff and she everything's all through her. So uh, so yeah, and I I'm still learning it, you know, it's, you know, I'm I'm i I come from TV, but I don't come from this kind of this kind of broadcast stuff, you know. Gotcha. TV-
0: and my ADHD <laughs> kicked in immediately. <laughs> so uh, how did you come up with the name mr poppin twist
1: um well i'll tell you it was a um i'll give you the quick story uh good we only got an hour (laughs) i was twisting balloons for fun i was posting my balloons on facebook and and uh other social medias and and (laughs) and um i got to a point where i felt confident enough that i could actually do this for a living and, um,
0: and, I, and I can confidently tell everyone out there who doesn't know you, man, you've made some badass shit that is always just like, <laughs> I'll see the finished product. And I'm like, that's a full size Hulk Hogan.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yeah, you know, so uh, obviously I wasn't doing that when I got started. Uh, but yeah, I was doing, I was doing balloons for, you know, for fun, for family parties. And I got to a point where I felt confident enough that I could, that I could do a, a birthday party or something that or someone didn't know me or for a stranger. And, uh, you know, because I mean, I've been a performer my whole life, you know, musical theater and improv comedy, but twisting balloons and getting paid for it was a whole different kind of thing for me. So uh, I told my wife on a Friday night about nine o'clock, I said, uh, you know what, I think maybe I can do this. I think maybe I can, you know, hang out a shingle and give out some business cards and try to make this work. And uh, the universe, you know, talks in mysterious ways. Uh, Not 12 hours later, I get a phone call from someone I knew from wrestling. Um, you know, she, she was a photographer from pro wrestling. And, uh, and she said, Hey, I saw your balloons on Facebook. Do you happen to do birthday parties or events? And I was like, you know, so I just happened to be, yeah, I'm going to, I can, what what do you have in mind? She goes, I'm doing a benefit for cystic fibrosis and the, the entertainer had to back out. And would you come in and do something for me? And I'm like, I'm like, you know, she was stuck. It was a rock and hard place. So I was like, yeah, okay, I didn't know what to charge. I didn't know what to do. So we made a deal. Something made her happy, made me happy. And uh, then I went, great. And we went to, a, uh, my, went to my niece's graduation party after this phone call. And it dawns on me at that point in time that I can't just walk in and be Derek the balloon twister. There's, no, <laughs> there's no flash to that. There's nothing to that. So I, I just, there's, I There's, I texted, there's no clown kind of element whatsoever. <laughs> of that. Yeah, no. no. Right. You know, and I, and I, I didn't want to be I didn't want to be a character because I am a character, um, you know, and so I, I wanted to just kind of just be me on a higher level, uh, so I I texted my theater friends and my comic book friends and you know any any creative people that I knew sent this mass text out to thirty some people, and said, guys, I have a gig in less than twenty four hours. I don't want to be Derek the balloon twister. What can we do? And I got countless name opportunities you know, all kinds of things that came back like uh, so- i want to hear some of the ones you didn't use no it was all variations on a theme and it was all, you know there was like and a lot of a lot of them had um a qualifier on it captain this professor that you know and it was like great but that's that's giving me something that that's, that's putting a character on me at that point you know and i not want to have that so uh, so uh, so someone said so someone said Mister something or other, and someone else said Pop something, and someone said Twist, and, and I and I just kind of combined them together and said Mister Pop and Twist, yeah exactly, and I said that's that's fun. I said because Pop and Twist it's one word. I, I I was inspired by Pop and Fresh, you know, because it was it, it, you know, it's not spelled P O P A N D it's P O P P I N so Pop and Twist, and uh, I said that's fun, you know. And, it's I, it's street, it's slang, it's East Coast. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah East side. But um, you know, I can uh, you know, I can walk in to a place, you know, and I can I can say, you know, I'm Mr. Poppin Twist. And uh and, and that's how it that's how it happened. I became Mr. Poppin Twist that day. Uh, I went on I went on um I did that, I did that gig, and then I immediately went on the internet and searched to see if anyone had the same name. No one did. I went on Facebook, make sure no one had had the same name. When when I realized they didn't, I grabbed the Facebook page so i could have you know and then i went i i, I two months later i got the website um, you know so MrPapaTwist.com. so like i i made a point to try to to make you know put my put my my uh, put my flag down as best i could you know
0: right right and what can they yeah. find at MrPapaTwist.com?
1: um it's just a, it's just a way to get a hold of me uh it's not a it's not a huge website i i, I want to do more with it it's right now it's just a catch all um it's got a little a little background information on me it's got uh, a, a photo gallery of photos I've done at, you know, of of celebrities or with celebrities or just the big builds I've made. It's got contact information for me. Uh, it's just the way people can get a hold of me and see what you know, see what I can do. I mean, I'm much more interactive on my Facebook and my, and my social media, but it's, you got to have a web presence nowadays for sure. And it, it's just you know, it's there. You know, I, I have a branding. Thing. It's branding yeah, 101.
0: It's it's exactly. part of it. You got to have the name across all the social medias and the website. <laughs> I do it with every single project that I. If if it's a thought and I, man, I got I, I got Twitter handles and Instagram names for stuff I will never do. <laughs> so uh, why don't you grab some balloons and start twisting while we're talking
1: too? I happen to have balloons. What do you have in mind?
0: I have nothing in mind. Uh, Okay. This is my creative outlet. Uh, (laughs) uh, Tomorrow I will be doing a podcast with Mr. Anthony Lee Nguyen. He'll be sharing lots of really great uh, Stan Lee stories. And uh, uh, because I was trying to get him to do a live drawing to repeat what Tone did on a previous podcast. Tone did Wolverine. Watch that one. Yeah, that one was fun. Tone, uh, and he's like, well, hey, I worked on a Wolverine comic too. I don't have to just draw Stripperella. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, fine. Then why don't you draw Wolverine getting a lap dance from stripper So that's what we're doing tomorrow.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> so, that'll, so that'll be a fun podcast. Uh, <laughs> but so, yeah, you, you blow whatever up you want, because that's a, that's a kind of medium. I don't already, it already got my mind twisted. I don't even understand it.
1: All right. I got, I I, I got an idea. I'm going to play around with an idea. I just, I was literally just inspired right now. So I'll see if I can make this work.
0: Perfect, perfect. And so, so it's uh, you're on the East Coast. Uh, yes, I am. Where, where are you living these days? Because it's been a while since we've caught up. We originally met at uh, was it which convention was it New York Comic Con or was you know, it Mike, yeah or was it Mike's Little Comic Con?
1: No, no. We first met at New York Comic Con. We met. Um, you may not remember it as much because it was that I, was,
0: that I had, a, had a camera with me, so I was crazy busy <laughs> that weekend. If I remember right, yeah.
1: And and also you had you had uh, you had Wes Huffer and Steve Scott with you. So, oh
0: shit! My first New York weekend. <laughs> oh man, I got I got stories. Baby. I, I, did you ever come, stories. did you Did you ever come to the gay hotel we were staying at? No. Or uh, all all I three of us had pictures. to share. A, all three of us had to share a bed. Oh boy, those pictures are classic. I saw oh, I got I got roofied by by a bartender in an all black gay bar that we accidentally walked in, but we weren't going to not have a drink <laughs> when we walked into the place. I mean, we just heard good music and went downstairs and was like, oh, went to find the bathroom, found the changing room. Uh, so that was New York. My first time to New York was an eye-opening experience.
1: Uh, yes, that I believe.
0: So how are you handling, like, quarantine and New York being the hubbub of COVID and not to be all political, but like, you know, I got to get my Cuomo fixed a couple times a week. I'm loving the man. <laughs>
1: I got. I gotta tell you, the guys did a good job. You can't deny that. Um, yeah, I've, the lucky thing for me, I'm, I mean, I'm a Long Island, so um, you know. It's so,
0: such a good thing that you actually put those headsets on because that twisting would, it would have overpowered everything.
1: Well, see, all the good things happen for a reason. Um, but yeah, I uh, I'm out in Long Island. I'm in Nassau County, so um, you know, we, we still have our own, you know, our own fair share of issues with it, obviously. The, as it moves as the as the, uh, the spread move from the city into uh into, into the long island area uh, you know, cause not to be
0: how you know, how, not, how rural and how far outside of the main metropolis city are you
1: i'm about uh if, if there's not a lot of traffic about 45 minutes to an hour outside of manhattan
0: oh okay yeah so cause, because way before i ever went to new york city i i was selling magazines door-to-door in rural New York. So, uh, so for people who people don't understand that New York State has a lot more in it than just those New York City and those giant yes. buildings.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean, I mean
0: It's green and lush and beautiful and
1: a lot of them, yeah I mean you figure most of your population of the entire state lives in Manhattan, Long Island, and, and you know the, the five boroughs of New York City and Long Island, you know, accounting the Hamptons, you know, all the way that, that's it. You know, it, yeah, it, I, I've been upstate. So there's a lot of good stuff up there. But yeah, people don't realize it's not the same place. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, so I mean, I, I when I'm not doing this, I have a part time job. Well, it's a full time job uh, as far as I do um, uh, teachers aid work for a special needs school. So um, so I do that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you know, so I do that. So when all this stuff started happening in the city and they closed the schools down. Um, my kids got my kids. You know, this is going back. There was somebody who popped positive in a program that involved my kids' school students, so they closed the schools that day. So That's I'm still good. going to school. Yeah, so I'm going. To, I'm still going to my school because my school there wasn't going on. I work. I work with high school students. It's a lif- different environment. Um, so my so my school, they um, they didn't close, and then all of a sudden, when everything happened over that same weekend, by Monday, we were closed. So, I had, well, my, school's, my school's been closed, my kids' school's been closed since uh, March 16th.
0: Oh, okay. Early on, early on, early
1: on. Yeah, 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 yeah for all sure. right,
0: So, are you doing like some telecom uh, teaching from home, like a lot of people are doing?
1: Yeah, well, my kids, my, my, I mean, I'm a teacher of so there's not much I can do um, as far as, you know, with the with students. But what I can do is, like, I'm taking out, I'm taking seminars and stuff like that. I'm learning stuff. I'm if my if my if my teacher requires expanding your have,
0: teaching credentials,
1: right? And if my teacher needs any help with some other stuff, she's got to do. Is, you know, no one, no one expected all this stuff to happen. So everyone's learning as they go. And and so but, you're uh,
0: taking advantage of the situation like a smart
1: man. Yeah, trying. You know, we're, we're trying to. You know, um, because I work for a state um, or a county-run school. Um, I have. You know, I, I'm. I'm Luckily, still getting paid, um, but I have to. I have to just make sure that I, you know, that I justify my what I'm doing at home kind of thing. Right, so, justify that
0: pay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I can't.
0: I can't even justify my pay, and I work, I work <laughs> for myself. So, yeah.
1: I work for well. That's well. That's the other. The, the downside is I work for myself as Mr. list and, and unfortunately, that's dried up. Right. Um, I you know literally. Pretty much overnight um, I, lo- I had I had jobs in March that were gone as soon as the schools closed, my jobs in March were gone um, and then April started to sneak away, and now my May is gone and now even if we go up and we're running we go up and running as a uh, you know if we start letting people come back in and start ha- you know going out and, and reducing the uh, the amount of the quarantine, I'm still not going to have work because people are not going to have parties anytime soon
0: no. So,
1: that's unless, why, unless
0: you're in Georgia or right. uh, you're the mayor of Las Vegas,
1: right? My uh, my friend, I was actually just talking to my friend, my friends in in, uh, in Georgia, and uh, and he goes, look, he goes, my he goes, my life's not going to change. He goes, uh, I'm not going to leave my house. You know, I'm not, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't believe that we can opening the state back up again. He goes, so I'm going to stay home. Uh, unless I have to go to work. He works in television, so he's an essential employee. So, uh, so he, you know, does a, you know, a reduced shift and that kind of thing. He's like, yeah, he's like, right. he's like I'm not, he goes, but I'm not have to go to work. because I'm staying home. I'm, not, I'm in no hurry to run into my house. He's, he's not a believer in the, uh, in the opening up of the state right now. Right, and and being here in New
0: Mexico, we didn't get hit that hard. Like, uh, we're That's not, a, right. we're not a well-traveled state. Uh, so <laughs> moving here last year seemed very uh, fortuitous and fate for me with all of my health issues in the last few years. Right, not, well, you gonna, know. not gonna lie. I'm,
1: you're, yeah. in a, you're in a dry environment like, like all the episodes of Bonanza used to say back then you know the people bet you know, if you watch, I, I, I used to work I used to work for, uh, for, for uh, MTV networks. so I sat and watched a lot of TV land episodes for a long time so I've seen pretty much every episode of Bonanza and Gunsmoke there is to see. And uh, they pretty much used the same script in most, they did. Oh, yeah, same, you know. And uh, and they would, you know, there was always an episode where uh, where a guy, an older guy, and a girl would you know, would be and, you know, in, uh, you know, little you know, little Joe would go meet this girl. And oh, she doesn't feel well because we used to live in a big city, we had to move out here because it's clean. And the big city was all polluted.
0: <laughs> we, need, we need that dry air to clean up our lung problems, and give me, right, these, exactly, and give me a couple more leeches. <laughs> Exactly. So, so, so what did you decide uh, you're making, or are you just going to show us and not tell us?
1: i I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I, I know you, and I know what you like, and I think you're going to like this when you see it. When, when it all comes together, you let me know when you figure it out.
0: You, you're making a hemp plant.
1: No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I, I'm known for my cartoon-y, my cartoony type characters and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. we're gonna have, we're having some fun with that. So. So your love of wrestling—how did that
0: start, and how far back does that go?
1: Because oh god, <laughs> my god, my love of wrestling—I go back. I make the—I make the joke that I go back before the war that's up with the store, you know, which was the uh, the precursor to WrestleMania One. You know, I used to watch. I used to. You know, I I grew up in Pennsylvania, um, Delaware. You know, I used to watch. Oh, more- so you used to go to the small circuits? Oh yeah, I mean, a little bit. I but I was more watching the TV. like. I used to watch. You know, on the superstation, I used to watch Georgia Championship Wrestling. You know, at six oh five on Saturday, but you know, on Saturday, um, you know, and I, and I you know, and then, you know, I. You couldn't be a wrestler.
0: It, it was Coast. it was broadcast more on the East Coast than it was West Coast, and definitely not in Utah where I was growing up. Right.
1: No, I don't think Utah was known for its pro wrestling. I don't think there's a lot of pro wrestling in Utah. No. Um, you know, yeah, you, you had territories, but you know, it wasn't getting to Utah. Um, but yeah, so, you so I was, you know, so I was growing up with, you know, East Coast wrestling, West Coast wrestling. And then I, um, you know, I just, I, you know, and then WWE, you know, 85, you know, WWE taken off, you know, WWE in those days taken off, it was everywhere, the cartoon and then, you know, so I, I was, I was in, I was invested, you know, I love the cartoons.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Um, you know, so, yeah, so I, I so I was a fan from that and then fast forward a little bit. And uh, when I was in my teenage years, I got, I got a job at Hershey Park in Pennsylvania. Hershey Park has Hershey Arena. Wrestling came through Hershey Arena every month. So, and they would come, the wrestlers would come into the park before the wrestling shows. So you're meeting wrestlers at games and, the, and, 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 and you know, I worked in merchandise. So they're buying stuff in the shops. So, you know, oh, so then you're you you're still getting that fandom because now you're seeing these guys that are huge and larger life in the ring, and then you see them, and they're just as large when you see them in real life. <laughs> I mean, you know, like you know, like Road Warrior, a Legion of Doom, Animal. You know, he comes walking in the park. They sneak him in the back entrance to go in the park. He's walking around. You know, I'm 16. I'm 16. I'm five. I'm 5'11. You know, maybe, you know, give or, give or take a little bit. And this guy's, you know, a monster. You know, I, I came. I come home. I come back from a lunch break, and uh, and Hulk Hogan's getting out of his limousine. Ooh.
0: You know. Yeah. You know.
1: I I almost run into Hulk Hogan because you know no one knew his limo was parked where we had to go into. The, you know, it was a big thing. But um, so you, yeah, you, so you come I, out of that with a broken clavicle. <laughs> so yeah. So I've been I've been around it. I've just been around the world of wrestling. Um. You know, as a fan for the longest time. And then, you know, as a as a creative kind of person, and a, you know, and a. Uh, and uh, you know, as a performer, um, you know, I, I like—I tell—I make—I make the comment that I'm a lucky guy because I'm the kind of guy that even though I look behind the curtain and I see how it works, that knowledge makes me love it even more. Right. The more you know, as a I, I, The smoke you know, and
0: mirrors. I, I love the smoke and mirrors when you find yeah. out how things work.
1: You know, I'm a, I'm a child. I'm a child of a magician. You know, my father. My father's a magician. You know, I uh, so you know some from my youngest memories of my dad doing you know practicing and doing magic shows and this and that and whatever. You know, I was in fifth grade. I did I, did, I performed the magic show in fifth grade because I learned it from my dad. You know, I do I do I do, um, I do a, a, a classic chain escape comedy chain escape bit in a vaudeville show because I learned that from my father and it's one of my favorite things he ever did. So I do the same thing because I just love how it works. I love getting, you know, I love an audience. I love just being in front of a bunch of people and having a good time. So, you know. Hey, I uh, always tell
0: people (laughs) all the time, you will never find a better drug than being sober and performing on stage. I miss playing with my band live for people, yeah.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. Better
0: than any (laughs) drunk I've ever had, better than any high, better than anything. It's, (laughs) that's just natural endorphins. It's good stuff, yeah.
1: Well, it's like there's a there's an old uh, George Carlin routine from the uh, Toledo Window Box album where he talks about the uh all the drugs that the that the seven dwarves are taking. You ever hear you ever hear that? And he, yeah and he breaks it all down by each dwarf has their own vice. You know, he's like and he's like docs the connection and sneezy, we know sneezy's in the cocaine and yeah, all these different things, you know. And at one point he goes, bashful, he goes, Bashful doesn't do drugs. He goes, he's messed up enough all on his own. <laughs> Ashville, <laughs> no,
0: he's the introverted cosplayer.
1: Right. <laughs> so That's kind of how I feel about myself, you know. I messed up. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't need the help.
0: Well, then but, that's the uh, thing. Is like a lot of actors, singers, performers, and and creators in multiple ways are introverted and shy people, and that is how they get to express themselves the best way is finding some sort of
1: creative outlet. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, the, I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm in that. I'm in that category of like. Uh, like, like, like a George Carlin, uh, like a Robert Williams, um, if I qualify myself in that way, I'm not putting myself on the same talent level, I'm not doing that, but I'm just saying as far as, as, far as they, they were...
0: So they many were, people stopped watching as soon as you said Robin Williams? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, were both, they were both introverted extroverts, you know, when they were in front of an audience, they, they lit up and they went, he goes, but, but, you know, and they, they, they both will admit this. And if you, if they weren't in front of an audience, they were very quiet, very sedate, and they were to themselves. And I'm kind of the same way. If there's, if you, if, I don't care. If the audience is one person. If there's a one person in the audience. I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go full bore, and I'm gonna entertain them the best way I can.
0: Um, and and that's and that's true though, because you hear stories all the time about the set of Mork and Mindy on how quiet he was on set, but as soon as the cameras came on, right. Robin Williams was always on fire. Right.
1: Oh, absolutely,
0: and 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 to back up what you're saying about like you see these figures on TV until you see them in person, you don't realize how large they are. Like I've been to I've been to plenty of basketball games and seen Shaq play and seen him <laughs> live and whatnot, but. When I was in my late 20s and I was working at Verizon Amphitheater that recently closed down in Southern California in Orange County, it was an outdoor music theater that I loved. And, in fact, my graduating class, El Toro, class of 93, baby, we got, <laughs> we got a walk on that stage to get our diplomas. So, like, I was like, as a wannabe musician, one day I'm going to be back on that stage. Little did right. I know it would be because I was bartending there. <laughs> and found out, oh, I could go anywhere because I work here with my patch. So who would b- abandon their bar all the time just to go see shows that they liked? This guy. I I would, also, I, would, I would also, like, Bare Naked Ladies was one of my favorite shows. I watched the entire thing from the side of the stage and called in sick and, ju- and d- just didn't even show up for my bar. And then just showed up there dressed to the nines and watched from the side <laughs> of the stage the whole time because security already knew me. But my point being was there was an all-day festival I was working, and 311 was playing, and Shaq flies in in a helicopter, like Big Baller, goes up and raps with them. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go check this out from the side of the stage. He gets done, and he walks by me, and he has his hand up to give, me a high, to give everybody a high five, and I to jump. All three and a half of my vertical leap, for, you know, white boy can't jump. I am the epitome <laughs> of white boy can't jump, just to reach his hand. And that's when I was just like, okay, like, Watching him on TV and watching him live at the Staples Center does not do this man justice on how enormous he is,
1: right? Oh, no, absolutely. And, it, and it's like you, you know, you meet, you meet a wrestler there, there, there are some wrestlers that I'm taller than I meet them and I'm just, I'm just as tall as them, you know. But then there are other wrestlers that I, that I meet and I'm like, I can't believe you're taller than me because it's all about who they were putting the program with and who you compare them to, and you know,
0: once that again. Kind of once again, it's that, that that magic of TV and everything. Right. and Do uh, you, you got like you got like a favorite wrestling moment of a wrestler you met that was just like, okay, this was worth every second.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, I, if people who know people who know me as as a performer and know what I do, um, cool. Like, I I'm I'm a bit I became affiliated with my, with Mick Foley a couple of years ago. Um, basically, long story short. I um,
0: did you make a Socko balloon for him?
1: No, I not a sock, not a Socko, but I pretty much made every every possible balloon of Mick Foley you could make at this point. I mean every face of Foley. Uh for a, about a two year span, I was on um I was just on standby with him. He he would call me uh because he lived a couple of towns over, and so he would call me and say, Hey, i it's my son's birthday. Can you make him blah 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 blah? You got it, Mick, I'm there. Um, I started doing his, when he was doing his comedy tour, I would show up at his comedy tour and entertain because he would, he would start doing, like what, what he will tell you, it, and it's what he learned how to do was, he'd go to a convention and, he could, and he'd have a line out the door, people waiting to pay for an autograph and a photo with McFoley. He goes, I talk about my comedy show, I go to my comedy show, I got five people in the audience.
0: He goes, I didn't even know any comedy, so
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a spoken word kind of just stories of the road kind of thing, you know. So he would do that and he was like, you know what, I hear what I'm gonna do. He goes, I'm gonna start giving away an autograph and a photo for free if you buy a ticket to my show. Because he's like, You get the same money you're gonna spend for me at a convention, you're gonna spend for me at a comedy show. The comedy show makes money, I'm gonna make money, everyone's happy.
0: Yeah, and the fans get double their worth really. That's right. just, that's good promo and good marketing and good business sense. Bravo,
1: yeah. Mick. Yeah. Yeah. So that goes. You know, the problem in that situation is then you got to entertain a line of 75 people who are waiting for you after the show. To, you know, to get after you gave him a comedy show. So he would use me when he came to Long Island to do the, the audience control, and I would just go up and down the line and make balloons for people. You know, so weird kind of thing. I got, I got started doing It's him. not a
0: weird kind of thing. I'm a
1: 45-year-old man, and
0: I'm, like, loving I'm just glued to watching you make balloons. I still love <laughs> balloons in all all forms and fashion. And I was just talking on Instagram with a, a a sexpert who has done, like, the morning Playboy thing. And we've been trying to get her on the show for a few weeks, but she's been having issues with her, her toddler. And so I've been giving her toddler advice. <laughs> Coming for me, which is weird. <laughs> But uh, it's it's uh, and my advice was like, look, I'm a 45 year old man, and I still love blanket forts and love making them with my nephew. Make your kid a blanket fort,
1: right? Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. It's, I, I make the joke all the time. I'm the I'm I'm the biggest 13 year old you're ever going to meet,
0: right? I'm you know? a gi- I'm a giant man child with a fluffy beard. That's
1: <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I you know so I started I started doing those foley shows. And, and you know, like before that, uh, I was do I was running video cameras and taping live wrestling shows. You know, so I'm doing that. So and I'm doing balloons on the side and everything. So I got this bit a little bit, a little modicum of street cred in the wrestling world. You know, because people people know what I do. They know they you know they, they, I had a good rep. I'm, you know, they they all said I was a nice guy, and you know, a good you know. So I, I I could walk into pretty much any any place there were wrestlers and they wouldn't look at me like I had two heads or they didn't look at me like I was supposed to be there. Not that I'm one of the boys. I'm not trying to say I'm one of the boys, but I had, I had that level of, of, uh, of, hey, you know what? You've done stuff for Foley. You've done stuff for Len Oddity. You've done stuff. Okay, we like them. If they trust you, we're going to trust you.
0: Yeah, well, because, I mean, these are extreme athletes and performers. It's, right? it's a very unique club that goes back to the 60s, really. Like, they all respect each other.
1: Oh yeah, well oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. So. so that you know so so you know so that that has that has you know and then you know I'll make a balloon of something that Mick asks for or whatever and Mick will share that balloon on Twitter, he has a million Twitter followers. Okay, I have a thousand Twitter followers. I can post something and no one would ever ever bat an eye of anything I post. If Mick posts it to his million Twitter followers, people are gonna see it. You know? Like he asked me a couple, uh, two years ago, two years ago, maybe a little, a little less than that, to make the uh, stepbrothers from the Stepbrothers movie for his birthday. Oh, okay.
0: Bro- yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, I, so, I, so I
1: made, so I made, I made a, I made a, a Will Farrell and I made a John C. Riley, and I made um, an Adam. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot his name. He had to play the brother, uh, Derek. Uh, Adam.
0: I'm brain farting on it too.
1: Yeah, but him, I made one of them too.
0: I am DM people.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I uh, so I, I made so I made you know all those balloons. I blew them to his house, and he took a picture of him holding all the balloons, and he tagged. Uh, I'm, bl- I'm, I'm blank on everything. Who directed that movie?
0: Oh, um, my brain doesn't work the way you
1: remember me. My, no, no, <laughs> my brain doesn't work. My brain doesn't work either. Um, you know, he made all those movies. He made Knocked Up. He made Forty uh, Year Old Virgin. He made. Uh... <laughs> Uh, it, uh, I'm disrespecting the guy because I can't remember his name. He's he's a huge guy. He's a huge name. Keep, keep talking while I look. <laughs> I'm going to twist while you look. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, you know, I, I, his name's is out of my head, you know. I, I really can't place it. But when you find it, you're going to go, oh, you know, because he's, he's that kind of name. He's a big name. Adam McKay. Uh, well uh, Adam no uh, well, Adam McKay okay Adam McKay was the okay
0: Oh you're not talking to the director wait
1: no the director's someone different you're you're right. director. Adam Adam McKay was right Adam McKay was the uh producer of that one
0: anyway that's, a, that's off subject, but that's
1: not important right now. <laughs> the, point I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to make is that he you know he tweets out he tweets out you know my balloons and a director in Hollywood sees my balloons and, and re- tweets the McKay make that's pretty cool. Now I'm not I'm not meeting this director and he's not saying anything to me directly, but it's still kind of fun that somebody else that, you know, that I knew like you know, liked it. So that's that. Um, yeah, you know, what it is yet. It, it, it looks like a dog with a red mohawk. It's, it's a dog with a helmet with a red, a big red top going down the helmet.
0: It, is, it, is it a specific dog? Cause it, it is a specific dog. Because cause it looks like a Warner Brothers dog. That it might is a be, Warner Brothers dog. That, that that might have a certain friend who's constantly <laughs> ja- trying to disintegrate bugs.
1: It might have, he might have a certain friend who's trying to build the Earth.
0: All right. <laughs> That's who I thought it was. I can't think of the damn character's
1: name. <laughs> I never knew what he was either. But yeah.
0: Yeah, like so that. it's it's Marvin the Martian's dog.
1: Yes. Well the first you're time ever the first is an exclusive. I've never done this before.
0: Okay, okay. So you you literally just thought to make this and you're creating this out of nowhere in your head.
1: So yeah, so there we go. We got we got it, we got him right there.
0: You did you did pick a very good balloon for me actually.
1: <laughs> I had <laughs> yeah. a feeling.
0: Yeah, you did. You did. You I did. Uh, or it, you could have went with like Wacko.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I've never, I've never done that. It's like when I do conventions now, you know. Um, I try to do something that is memorable. Mm-hmm. I try to do something that's based on a guest at the show, something or you know, something or another.
0: Something that they're going to remember forever, since we're never ever going to have another convention again.
1: <laughs> it does feel that way. I mean, I'll tell you that's the hardest thing I went from I, like a month and a half ago before all this stuff really started getting, you know, started happening. I'm trying to figure out, Oh, you know, why isn't so-and-so calling me back? Oh, I want to be at this show. And I, I get turned down from this show and Oh, okay. You know, uh, you know, whatever, because I know what I do as a niche, you know, I, I'm not, I don't fit a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the, the things that people who book shows are looking for.
0: They don't think you do until you're there and they see your product though.
1: Right. Right. Well that's the, the hardest thing is getting inside the door. Um, you know, so like I'll go in, you know, so I'll go to a convention and I'll go, hey, they will like, go oh, okay, well, well we'll put you we'll put you into our vendor people. I'm like, I'm not a vendor. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, I don't sell anything. I said the only thing I sell is myself, and that's just because I'm selling myself as an entertainment, a, a, a unique style of entertainment for you know for your for your show. Oh uh, well, what do you do? Oh, I do I do uh, like you know, six foot superheroes. I do if you whatever how many guests you have at your I'll do pieces for all the guests you know or whatever and uh either they like it or they don't like it you know because the people who think outside the box I go and do their shows people who are stuck to the you're either an artist a vendor or a celebrity I don't fit any one of those.
0: right and you're not saying hey I need a thousand dollars in the table just give me a table so I can network and promote myself in the community so I can get myself some parties and gigs
1: exactly or yeah or if I'm if I'm going to uh to a like a convention out of state I, you know my my it, I'm not you know I, I have no reason to, to lie I'm like hey look here here's all my offerings if you want the entire offerings here's what it takes you want less than that okay we can we can negotiate and we, you know bottom line if you if, if a show wants to cover me to get there and puts me up for the weekend as long as there's no money coming out of my pocket it's a win for everybody
0: right you know? right but you know I, I, got, I can't I, tell I, you how much money i have wasted in the last <laughs> 10 years at every <laughs> convention i've never broken even at a con
1: I probably I, mean, I probably, I probably, I probably haven't a hundred percent broken even at, at a con. I tell you that, um, you know, because because you know, balloons still cost money, and that you know, as far as that's concerned, you know, whatever. But like, I've started like, um, I've done like, I did the big pieces, like I did, you know, I've had like conventions have given me a lot of great moments, both with you know, both with rest, wrestler, with wrestlers or with uh with you know people like, I have a great photo where I made a full size Chewbacca. And Peter Mayhew posed with it, you know. And it's like that's a once in a lifetime, th- right? Oh yeah, for sure. It's a once in a lifetime thing. I'm not going to have it. We
0: miss you, Peter. We love you, Mayhew family. Oh, he, see yeah. you to con somewhere. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, he was he was a sweetheart of a guy.
0: And know? it was and and when I saw the picture, I was just like I was amazed because of how the mere size of a balloon Chewbacca that you put together blew my mind away.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it said, and it how tall said, was that thing? It was, it was, it, it was as tall as he was. It was, it was in, you know, in that area. Uh, it was taller than me. You see uh, uh, the pictures on, I have it on, on my Facebook. I have it on my online. It's taller than I am. So, you know, that explains, you know, right there. Um, I've done a full-size Thanos, you know, so I, I, I an eight and a half foot tall Thanos at a balloon. Um, you know, you know I, I don't mind. That's about as big as I want to go. Uh, you know, I, I, eight foot, nine foot. Like I have friends in the industry. I have a friend who actually at, at, at Salt Lake Comic Con couple years ago set the world record for the largest balloon sculpture by one person he made it he made a balloon robot that was so tall it wouldn't fit inside the airplane hangar they were having they were having the convention oh wow yeah oh and and, and it's like so he's 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 amazing and it's like great i don't i like what i do and i love working with balloons i don't need to be him he's that he's him you know he's doing that and and, and and i'm trying to build a niche for myself and, like, I'm the guy who you – know, you, you need a guy who does professional wrestlers. I've made 150 professional wrestlers out of balloons, different wrestlers out of balloons. Over, and that's just in my Road to WrestleMania series over a six-year span.
0: Well, no wonder that's, you can pull a dog out of your nowhere then.
1: Yeah, well, that's not counting, you know, wrestlers I make at wrestling shows or wrestlers that I make just for fun because it's their birthday. You know, it, it's, it's – uh, you know, so I, I do that. Yeah, I mean, I have – at any point in time in my, in my head, it's like a Rolodex. I have seventy-five to hundred balloon designs in my head. If you ask me, <laughs> do, you, do you have a YouTube channel? Uh, I have a YouTube channel, but I haven't done a lot with it. To be absolutely honest, um, I, I, <laughs> I, I usually. At, oh, I know, I know. I, my YouTube channel for the longest time has been I'll cut a video. Um, like, uh, well, I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you. You need.
0: Why. You should be putting up two videos a week right now.
1: I'll tell you why I got a YouTube channel. This is the honest truth why I got a YouTube channel. I was applying for Comic Book Man to be on Comic Book Man. Um, and so they go, yep, you know, what?
0: Speaking of Comic Book Man, because, yes. I, I'm beca- because he's not supposed to be here today, and thanks for switching <laughs> times for me.
1: <laughs> it's it's okay i'll take it no, no. Um,
0: i couldn't i couldn't help take a screenshot of your message to me and post it to facebook because i was like i was oh i was in my bedroom just laughing my butt off at <laughs> what you messaged to me for those of you who don't no. know i'm the next i'm doing brian a holler after this to complete my clerks podcast i've been working on for months anyway uh but <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no i you know, I, I i've you know i've known brian off and on through conventions for years you know he was actually I got mad at my friend. My friend owns a puppet theater here on Long Island, and it's just awesome. And they were shooting a movie in that puppet theater that Brian was in the movie. And I was like, you know, call me. and Let me know my you know, this guy I know is going to be in your damn theater. What movie? Uh, I, I do not know the name of the film.
0: Ah, because that's uh, why I brought this up, because you were mentioning comic book, man. Have yes. you watched, because I'm about to talk to him about this, because... It's fucking insane. I'd never even heard of it until Scott told me about it while I was interviewing him for the podcast. Have you watched Brian Johnson's Vulgar starring Brian yet? I have, I have
1: seen that movie. It's been a long time. I watched it, I think years and years ago. It's, uh, it's the Joker before Joaquin Phoenix did Joker. Yes. Oh yeah, no, it's,
0: yeah. It's. (laughs) For for being an indie film and when it was made and everything and just like the writing and acting and everything, it's it's just it's a good film. It's a, it's intense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, the, 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 and it goes to some real dark places. <laughs> that's that's Brian Johnson. Um, but yeah, I was uh years huh? ago, mm-hmm. I was at a I was at a at Eternal Con. Which is a big convention here on Long Island, and they actually had the production company was and i I had known ming through conventions a little bit you know i met him here i met him there we had friends in common that kind of thing so i'm talking to ming and he's there next to the 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 casting booth for comic book men and they go hey you know and and, and they're seeing me run around and do what i do at conventions where i'm just i'm just energy and i'm just going here and i'm going there and i'm making this balloon and delivering that balloon and talking you know and just smiling and as i say talking loud and drawing a (laughs) craft um so
0: that's the name of the game sometimes
1: yeah you know so they see me and they go oh my god it'd be, it'd be great we'd love if you apply for the show so i applied to the show you had to have a youtube channel to apply to the show to put your videos on youtube so i got the youtube channel for that so i so for the longest time i had one video on my youtube channel and that was my application video for for compliment um then i got and, and that didn't go my way at all. I, I never got a call back or anything. So uh, I tried the next year and I applied the second time, and I got through casting. They called me. They had a whole. They we, we like. They liked my story. That you know. It was, I wasn't. I wasn't doing anything pop and twist. It was just Derek as a comic book fan and a fan of Kevin Smith's work, and that was it. So um, I got Kevin the, who. <laughs> so I So I got I got a call. Um, you know. Would you want to come in and talk to or, 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 uh, casting? We're, we're going to give you the production, and we'll let you know. Great. Casting calls you back. Says okay, production wants to change this. Would you be willing to do this? Willing to do that? Hey guys, yeah, I'm willing. I'm fine with whatever you want me to do. I'm cool with it. Let's go. Ends up not going. I don't get a phone call back again. This this is like this is like season two, season three. I mean, it's just going back. So then I'm like, you know what? obviously this is not something they want, they want from me. I'm, I, you know, it's not, the ship has sailed. I'm not going to worry about it. So I just keep doing conventions and doing what I, you know, and doing my thing and I, you know, and, you know, and, you know, and I'm talking to Ming and Ming's like, dude, you should totally apply for the show. I said, Ming, I've applied twice for the show. He's <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, you know, well you should do it again. I'm like, ah. and then, you know, I, I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Rob Bruce at five conventions a year, you know, or four conventions a year. You know, the, you know, Mike Carbo's show and this show and other show, Big Apple. And uh, and, he, and he's like, and we're talking, he's, and he's like, dude, you should totally apply for the show. I go, Rob, I've applied for the show twice. No one wanted me. He goes, well, I'm a producer on the show. I'm like, right? He goes, so I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, well, <laughs> he's like, well, maybe I can do something. I said, well, I'm just going to, you know, whatever. He goes, he goes, do me a favor. He goes, apply for the show. So i applied for the show this time though i took it because this i just I, I got three more years of experience being mr poppin twist at this point right so i applied so i applied twice i applied once hi i'm Derek. i'm a comic book fan i want to you know this is I, I would love to come in and talk to you about this book or that book blah 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 and that's it and then i did another video and followed it up and i was full-on 100 poppin twist you know, and I and I'm and I'm like, hey guys, I'm Mr. Pop, maybe you see my work at conventions all over. You know, uh, you know, maybe maybe you saw the one I did in Ming. Maybe you saw this. Maybe you saw that. You know, and 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 I just went, I just went in with you, know, went in both barrels. You clickbaited
0: themselves with
1: themselves, right? You know, and I, and, I, and I and in the email, I'm like, hey, this, you see, know, I said I know Rob Bruce, I know Ming, I know this, I know that. You know, whatever. So, um, and then I, I I get a call back from casting. And casting goes, hey, great. You know, we like your story. And we, and, and, and we, and we know you, you applied in the past. We're going to push you through again to to, uh, to the producers and see how it goes. Okay, great. So then I wait. And I get a phone call. And now the casting people had this whole story they needed me to do. And I had, I had, I had to make sure I had my all my story straight. And it's all good. You know, it was all based in fact. And something, I wasn't making anything up. But they wanted me to make sure I had, you know, this whole story Right, it's, no problem. it's television, yeah. Right, and it's reality television. So we all know it's scripted, and no one ever believes that. No, it sure is. I've been, I've you been know, on
0: the filming end of the <laughs> I've been the one going, ooh, ooh, say that again. That was
1: weird. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so, I get, so, I, I, so I get this phone call from production, and they go, hey, and they go, hi, and, they, and, and basically they go, we were, uh, I, I had just done a, Full-size Spider-Man. I worked in the movie theater, uh, not far from my house. I had done a full-size Spider-Man. that hung up from a ceiling for the for when uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming came out, and they had and they, so, they, so they saw that. I'm like, could you do that again? I'm like, yeah. Could you do that for our show? Uh, yeah, I'm happy to do pop and twist on your show. It's what I do. It's what I. That's it, you know, I, it's my secret identity. You know, I, I will do that. So it turns into this whole thing. Where I'm doing balloons and this and that, whatever. I I still had the item to come in with and everything. So fast forward, I get to, you know, I um I I get five phone calls from production. They moved me five times for when they wanted to shoot with me. Now as I watch the season, that sounds I, I familiar today. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I know where I am on the call sheet. I'm not number one. I get it, but um. Yeah, I know where my place is in life, uh, but, so yeah, so I, um, I, I end up, I, I, I go in and we, you know, and we shoot, and I will 100% say, when it comes to that show, that I know people who've been on reality shows, I know people who have been on production end of reality shows, and I was expected for them to come in and tell me exactly what I was supposed to say, and, you know, and that was it. There were some pieces I did have to come up with. The, for this item because i'm not gonna lie the item that i used in, in the show was provided to me i didn't go in with that that item was was a productions item um i, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm spoiling anything right now the show is two years old you go find it on amazon last season of the, i'm on i'm on the last season of the show so i go in all prepared with all my information all my story all this all that whatever we go in we start shooting and it was and it really was a very organic conversation um, you know yeah, they're all great I, guys easy to talk to yeah, yeah you know, ming cuz because i knew ming it kind of again it's that whole the whole wrestling thing i knew ming so i come in and i'm i'm okay because i know somebody you know right. i'm not just some somebody who's a stranger off the street so i'm talking you know i'm talking i'm talking to walter and i'm talking to you know and brian and and, I, and we're we're having this, you know, so we ended up recording I was in there shooting for almost 45 minutes, which is astounding to me, you know, for, you know, whatever. When I leave, they say, okay, we don't have any guarantees for you. I said, okay. She goes, she goes, look, she goes, once it goes to editing, they have all the control. There's two producers for that show at the time. They each had their own people and they would make bets every season to see who had more people show up on the show. Because they didn't know. But
0: that sounds like fun production. Okay.
1: Right. So production didn't know what was going to end up on the final cut. No one knew what was going to end up in the final cut. So, but the producer said to me, she goes, look, she goes, Derek, she goes, you did everything the editors like. She goes, you didn't talk over anybody. You did you know, she goes, you you, everyone was good. She goes, it was an enjoyable segment. People laughed. She goes, you did everything that the the editors like. She goes, so it could go either way. All right. Go back into the green into the green room. I see Ming. He's like, and Ming was like, dude, because that was great. Everyone loved you. Brian, who people know Brian is a little bit standoffish with people. It's just not, that's just the way he is. Literally goes out of his way to come over and shake my hand and say, thank you. It'll be a lot of fun with you today. Which cool. I, I, I took that as, a, as I was honored by that. I'm like, this is great. You know, thank you. Then Rob Bruce comes over because he goes, honestly, he goes, this is probably one of the best segments we've ever, we've ever shot on this show. I think we tell that to anybody. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. Well, so far, this is the best podcast I've ever done. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then, so then they go, so wait, you just got to wait. So new season starts and I'm watching and the whole first half of the season goes and I'm not there. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know what? Hey, it was a fun experience. I, you know, I, I'm happy, you know, and then I'm watching one night that, they happened to push the whole night back because you know it aired, it aired after walking dead
0: right yeah
1: yeah so it, it was supposed to air at midnight and, and it,
0: it, yeah they changed the airing times all the time because of walking dead and talking dead and all that. right yeah.
1: so this one night it gets pushed back to like 1:15 in the morning and i'm like you know what I, I wasn't sleeping i'll just watch it anyway i, I recorded every episode but because it got pushed so far back for my dvr be messed up so I'm like, yeah, i'll just watch it you know and I'm watching, and it goes to the commercial bump right before the commercial break, and it's Brian Johnson saying, "Can you make a little ming? And I'm like, "Wait, I was in the room when he said that. I heard that. Wait." And it, <laughs> and it cuts to me, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" Now you know I had that Mike Wazowski moment from Monsters, Inc. I'm on TV. But
0: I know that moment. I remember yeah, mine clearly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So because, so, I, so, I, so I'm it's it's. 1:45 or 1:30, 1:40 in the morning, I'm freaking out. But I can't call anyone. I can't tell anyone. It's, it's you know, god awful in the middle of the night. You woke your up. Me. Well, I, I woke her up after it was all said and done. But I, I because so you know the DVR was as so I, I set the DVR, I recorded the segment. You know, um, you know, and I was like, this is great. You know, this is awesome. I thought that was going to be my calling card. To the Comic Con, like I was, I I was on Comic Book Man. It's gonna be my my golden ticket to any Comic Con I want to go into. People, people are gonna want. Hey, you were on, t- you were on Comic Book Man. Come on into work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, that's not always how it works. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. And you got to get out there and work, and you got to get out there and promote yourself. But you're not out there right. doing that right now. And con scene has been canceled. So what are you and your family doing for your mental health to stay sane during this quarantine?
1: Well, I mean, my wife's working from home, um, which is, I'm happy about that. She, you know, so she's, she, but she so her day, she's got this meeting, that meeting, you know, phone calls and conferences and stuff. Um, I'm helping the kids do their schoolwork. And then they're, I'm doing my so they're,
0: they're still alive. You haven't killed them yet.
1: No, 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 no. They'll keep me alive. It's good. Um, you know, they do their schoolwork and they, I help them in, the, in their schoolwork a little bit and that kind of thing. Uh, and then I started doing this live show on, on Facebook which you should be doing
0: live on your YouTube channel instead.
1: I tried to go live on YouTube twice, and it kicked me out twice, and it flagged me for some sort of copyright violation I wasn't making because there was no music play, and I wasn't selling anything.
0: That's weird. Were you using your computer or your phone?
1: I was using my computer.
0: Try it on your phone next time. Okay. The the app, it's easier to go live using the phone app than it is the computer. I have found that out. Okay. Alright,
1: so yeah, so I, I, was, I, I had a whole plan to go live on all these different things and uh, I run my, I run my, phone, I have my, my cell phone and my son's cell phone on two speaker stands side by side and I, uh, and I run um, I run my uh, Facebook on mine and Instagram on his and we go live, we start at the same time we, go, we, we simulcast we're simulcasting on two things at the same time Have you heard
0: of Restream?
1: No, what is that?
0: restream you just send it to restream and it sends it to facebook twitter instagram and all of them for you including some stuff i've never even heard of so all right i'll so, i to look at that yeah that's what i'm looking into possibly switching things up that well not for this but for i got hit up to help produce another podcast so we'll see what oh, okay well you know so um, yeah, yeah. You know. but yeah and 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 i have been enjoying your little i've been sharing your live popping twins no, I, to, to my Facebook. Uh, so, I appreciate that. Uh, hopefully get you some more views. And so everybody out there, go follow him on Facebook and his social media and his YouTube so you can see more videos and check him out live. And that way, once the conventions start back up, hopefully in the fall uh, or or middle summer, <laughs> late summer, so we can get a couple months of con season in before the virus comes back in fall with round yeah. two of however it mutates anyway.
1: No, it, 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 it's it, it's the scary thing about it is, and you know this as well as I do because you've done so many conventions, is you, you get sick after a convention anyway. Concrud. You can't avoid it. It's called so, the Concrud. Scouts right. have a name for it. Yeah. So if you're getting Concrud anyway, you know, and that's in a situation where you don't have a pandemic, you're guaranteed to have it. You know, so it only makes sense you got to pull back and not do it. You know, it's sad and it's 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 legend it's it's uh, monumental that that uh san diego comic-con is canceled for the first time ever yeah and I,
0: I have hundreds and hundreds of friends right now that are not making money because yep. that they that's their entire livelihood is different right. conventions around the country
1: right yeah right so you know it's a bit but you know so that's that you know you, you it makes sense that they're not putting everybody in you know in that environment you can't yeah. you, you know it makes sense that you're not putting everyone into a, uh, you know, into a full, you know, um, you know, baseball, you know, uh, field or a, a football stadium. You know, I, I, I get why WrestleMania went, you know, without people. Which was so hard to watch. It was a little, it was a little I, I didn't even I didn't watch the whole show. It was, it was awkward. I'm not I, 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 I watched 10 minutes and
0: was like, done. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've watched, I mean, I've watched independent wrestling shows with five people in the audience. So that's right. no big deal to me. I get that,
0: but. I, and I'm not a loyal viewer. Right. Well, I, I, I literally tuned in to be like, I gotta see what this is like without an audience.
1: Right. But you need that crowd. I, mean, it's like I, I made I made it. I made the. the it's like
0: it's like watching crowd. my own podcast.
1: There's
0: no audience. No. There's
1: I, I, I three watch, people out there watching this. I watch my own stuff all the time. I am that I am that much of a narcissist. I will. It doesn't matter. I, I have I have show like I have people who I know from theater, and they go, I never watch my own shows. I'm like, I watch my own shows all the time. Like, and they're like, why? He said, why, why are you doing it if you don't like to watch yourself doing it? And I'm like, well, what do you know?
0: I watch my own stuff so that way I can get the hits on YouTube to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So let's get to my favorite part of any podcast. My favorite three questions to kind of wrap
1: this up. Who's your favorite superhero or just hero? Um, my, my favorite, it, it's Colossus. It's really, it, Colossus, yeah. All oh, right. Um, I I love I always loved well I'll i I'll, I'll sum it up with this with this. I loved Colossus because he had the heart of an artist, but he w- he'll be he was super strong and you, and you didn't you didn't mess with him. You know he, he he was he didn't he didn't go out to fight first, but if a fight happened, he was going to end that fight. Busy reading poetry. Uh, right, but there was I was actually telling John Brolia about this at a at a show a couple uh, about two years ago. John is an artist. He works with, with Billy Tucci. Uh, he, they're, they're, he's a really talented guy. Check out his stuff. He does an old school kind of forties uh, pulp vibe, really good stuff. Um, and I was, and I was talking to him and JC Vaughn and they were talking about, you know, and I said, the moment, he said the moment that I became a Colossus fan for life was during the Morlock massacre during the X-Men run when Marvel did the Morlock massacre, which when, 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 uh, when, when the, um, Mr. Sinister sent all the all the people in to destroy all the Morlocks under, under the uh, under the city of New York City. There's this one there's this one scene where they're trying to get these Morlock refugees out, and uh, and and harpoon and scalp hunter and uh, riptide all show up and they're just run they're just tearing everybody apart mm-hmm. and. Colossus kind of, you see something, they, they draw it so well, like something just kind of flicks in his head. Like, you know, so he puts himself in the way and he, and he, and he goes up real close. And the way they do the scene is, is paneled out is it's Colossus grabs Riptide by the neck. You see Riptide like this. You, you see him crack his neck literally in shadow. And he turns, looking directly to the camera, out to the audience and says, Harpoon, make peace with your gods, little man. You're next. And I'm like, you know what? That just shows how far you push somebody. He's a nice guy, and he's a gentle guy, and you just push him to the point where where, where you took you took that for granted. And, I, and, and 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 so I always loved Colossus in that way. Like he was he was just you know he you you knew what you got with him. And, you know people and you just don't want to put. You know, I I've been a Colossus fan for a very long time. And, and exactly like your point being,
0: you know, I've been a bouncer at a bar, not because I wanted to, but it was my shift and I wasn't right. behind the bar. And uh, I I hate fighting. I hate stopping fights. And if I get so angry to the point where you see me crying, that means you're about to get your ass fucking kicked. Right. <laughs> so, because uh, yeah, it, don't push, never piss off a pacifist is what right. I say. I agree. I so, agree. So your, uh, your heroes are only as good as your villains. Who's your favorite villain?
1: <laughs> Taskmaster. Who? The Taskmaster. Why? Taskmaster. Because I thought his powers were awesome. And I like the idea because... What are his powers for anyone who doesn't know? Okay, so Taskmaster, who was actually featured in the Black Widow movie, which, com- which is coming out. He's finally getting his due as far as that's concerned. Taskmaster's powers, he's, he has what's called photographic reflexes. He can see someone do something, and he can then now he knows how to do it. Now it's only physical; it's not that like you can't reproduce superpowers or anything like that. But he can watch Captain America and how Captain America moves and uses the shield and fights. He can do it just like Captain America. He can use a bow like Hawkeye. He can grab a sword and, for, and sword fight like Black Knight. You know, you know he, he, anything he watches, you know, riding a horse, whatever. If he sees you do it physically, he knows how to do it.
0: So, instead of downloading it like Neo had to in The Matrix, he just had to right. see it.
1: Right. And what I loved about him as a character is how, where they took it, it's like, you know, you always have villains and, and the villain, like, there's, there's no motivation. Like, the villain's like, you know, they, they become a super a villain because they want, they want to take over the world. Why? Like, you know, they, like, not everyone wants they, if every villain takes over the world, they're only going to fight these other, other villains because there's always so much world to go around.
0: I have never thought of it that way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you, did you watch my mind yeah, explode I saw, in front of I saw that. So what I love the most about um, Taskmaster was is that he ends up. He realizes very early on that he's not going to beat these superpower guys. Who you know, yeah, he can do what the what these guys can do. The agile guys and Daredevil and this and that. He can do that, but he's not going to go go toe to toe with Thor or the Hulk or whatever. So he goes underground opens up a school to train bad guys. So basically you go to bad guy school and it's like, that's genius. Cause he's just getting paid sending the guys out to do stupid stuff or whatever they want to do. And he's just cashing the checks. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's the bad
0: guy professor. Are you watching money heist on Netflix? You need to be watching that.
1: I, I, will, I we're, we, My wife and I just finished watching Umbrella Academy.
0: Four short seasons. It's amazing. I can't okay. wait for the next season. It's out of Spain. It's a Spain production. And I tell you what, it is poetry television. It is a master class on how to make television in every right. sense. In the writing, in the music, in the editing, the filming, the acting. I am madly in love with Money Heist. Anyway. let figure it out. Who is your real life hero? Who inspires you?
1: Oh goodness. Um <laughs> <you> know, <it's, laughs> everybody pauses It's just like, oh crap. That's a because you know That's a hard question. Because um, you know, um, you know, it's it's uh it's gonna sound cheesy. Mine's my mom. My 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 wife inspires me. Um because she look i'm not the easiest person to deal with i know that i'm i as as we as we've discussed i'm a i'm a 13 year old in a 45 year old body um you know i'm a, i'm a i'm a performer i'm an artist i'm a i'm an entertainer it's not an easy which, life to, to which be comes with its in. own
0: insecurities
1: exactly it's it's not an you know it's not to, to be an. that but on top of that my wife she has her own things she has to deal with and she and, and she and she deals with you know, her own, um, like I'm the extrovert and she's the introvert, but, you know, she has her own thing. She deals with, you know, with, with insecurities and, and depression and things of that nature. And, you know, and it's, and, and, and she knows what she's got to do and she gets up every morning and she tries to go and she tries to do it, you know, and I, and, you know, and I, I, try, I try to take from that, you know, and I, and that, that, you know, that's, that inspires me, you know, or I feel good a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, she she was doing a thing on Facebook where she was like writing, I guess it would be a, a blog is the best way I can explain it. She, she was just she would write like a, you know, a paragraph, you know, and people were uh, every day or you know, a, a reflection of this or that, or if a picture would speak to her in some way. She was mini
0: journalizing on Facebook.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and I she, used to do that, that every day. Yeah. She was doing it every day and people were like looking forward to her next day and doing it and I was like, I was, I was really proud of her. And I'm like, she's putting herself out there in a way she wasn't ever put herself out there before. And she's like, I don't understand why people want to read this. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you understand why they want to read it. They want to read it. So just keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about what, what the people are asking for. Just do what, what works for you.
0: Exactly. Cause you never know who you're going to inspire by just being yourself even. Right. Yeah, and that's, yeah. And, and that's a good life lesson because, like, I've, I've had people come up to me in bars uh, that I haven't seen for a few years and being like, you know, when you posted this, and they quote me exactly from, like, two years ago, and I'm like, I don't even remember posting that. How drunk was I? They're like, you, <laughs> you literally saved my life. So, like, you never, you'd never know. You never know. And that's why being honest and open and, you know, sharing a piece of yourself out there, uh, like your wife is doing. is is inspiring so that's beautiful i'm I'm glad i'm glad you shared that (laughs) well thank you so everybody go follow mr pop and twist on all his social media hit him up for an east coast party once you start getting (laughs) the kids together uh and more importantly just go like and share his stuff because he's just a stand-up great human being that i love
1: thank you sir i love you too
0: all right, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully con season will be back eventually, and, uh, well, hopefully the coronavirus goes away quickly so I can actually see my doctors, so they can figure out what's wrong with me. So that way, once conventions come back, I can physically go to them again.
1: Yes, well, we gotta figure out what's wrong with you. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if
0: there's enough doctors for that, Casey. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. They've been trying to figure that out since I was a wee little lad. I know for <laughs> sure. But brother, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for entertaining everyone out there in the Murdoch Worldwide Entertainment, and I can't wait to see you somewhere down the road. Good to see you. Wait, yeah, yeah the first time where did I you meet? Me? Ver- where did you meet him the first time? No, tell me because uh, you know, you know, that's right. why I love me some Vernon.
1: I met I met Vernon Wells at Eternal Con. Couple of years, ago, second or third Eternal Con, they were. He was there with uh, a few of the Power Ranger actors. He came in, um, and uh, I said to him, I said, look, I said, I have a friend, his name is K.C. You might know him. Said he did this. He did this uh, Chronicles of Comic Con bit that I I think is the most amazing hysterical bit I've ever seen. He goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I go, uh, I I said, how much would it cost for me to get a picture of you? signed by your brother <laughs> and he laughed and he goes oh, i'm not gonna do that i said no that's i said it's okay i said the reason why i laugh so much at that at that bit is because it reminds me of my favorite simpsons bit when um millhouse has to go to the bathroom at the comic book store and it's, it's a one-off little bit and he goes and, and uh and comic book guy goes well you have to uh, the bathroom is for customers only. And he's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll buy something. He's like, okay, what do you want to buy? And he goes, well, what's that? And he and he points in the kit ca- and the and He goes, that's a rare photo of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore. <laughs> and, I, and I always thought, you know, so, yeah, so you know, you get Vernon, you get Vernon Wells. Uh, I can i I can put, I'm his brother on it. And 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 I'm so glad you brought that up
0: because that's one of my favorite convention moments ever at Phoenix Comic Con and him doing that with my boy Lim, who yeah, just yeah, passed yeah. away a few months ago, who, Yeah, just, I know. Whose last badge from WonderCon is hanging behind me. And oh. so like that that's one of those that's one of those that's one of those moments that I will love I will love forever. So yeah, thank oh, you. Yeah, that, that the... Thank you, Vernon Wells.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. You know, that in the Chronicles of Comic Con, where, where, where he goes take a picture with me with with, uh, with George with uh, with um not George with uh, George Lopez, not George uh, George Perez. Yeah, I called him George Lopez and said, George I, Perez. Oh, I laughed at that too. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah. That, yeah. But yeah. See. So yeah. Every time I see Vernon Wells, I'm I'm constantly reminded of, of that. You know, of, of the um. Well, he went to the toilet. I can sign it for you. <laughs> I'm my brother. (laughs) Yeah, yep. So you
0: know, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, I I always thought that deserved more hits and more views. (laughs) I
1: share, I share it at least once a year.